Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, yes, uh, Long Cat Media presents Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. Chapter 28, the season finale. Chapter 28, musical fun. I slowly wake from a long, deep sleep, cocooned luxuriously in a bubble of warm air inside my duvet, light from my bedroom window finding its way through the cracks in my eyelids. I rub my face against the cotton of my pillow. Sleepiness creeps back over my collecting thoughts, and I reach out for Bernard so that I can drift back into a doze wrapped around him. Except he's not there. I quickly withdraw my hand from the cold sheets on his side of the bed, suddenly more awake. Where is he? It's okay. He's only gone to work. He hasn't gone forever. Not yet, anyway. I lie still for a second, more awake than I wanted to be, and then prop myself up so that I can reach for the phone to check the time. 11.14am. Nice. Maybe I'll have another little nap. It's been a tough few days. Something moves in my periphery. God, how long does it take her to wake up? Gabriel Tut's flicking his fringe. Ages. Derek replies, perched on the end of my bed. Derek still looks completely ghostly, like he's made out of pastel-coloured cling film. He looks just like Todd, minus the surfboard. Todd? I forgot about him. I wonder if he's going to pop in too. What the hell? Invite the headless horseman over. Let's have a full house. We've been waiting for hours. Moans Gabriel, leaning against the wall, grubby t-shirt back in place. It's been really boring. Oh, I'm so sorry, I say, sitting up in bed. I'm so, so sorry I didn't get up at the time you wanted me to. I take a deep breath. Now look here. If we're all hanging out like the Brady Bunch, there needs to be some ground rules. And the first one is, you can F off out of my bedroom. No one's allowed in here, ever. I pick up my phone and pointlessly throw it at them. So piss off. Go on, get out. She's not a morning person. Derek says to Gabriel, who rolls his eyes, Oh, how cute. They're doing a little buddy-buddy double act, are they? That won't be irritating at all. Fuck off, I scream. Maybe beep that one. It's a bit loud, isn't it? Well, you, you did it away from the mic. I think it's all right. All right. Fuck off, I scream, investing it with all the aggression and frustration and desperation I can muster, which is a lot. There's a short silence, which I use to bury my head in the duvet. I'm hoping they'll take this as their cue to get out. I look up a full minute later. I know it's a minute because I've been counting in my head and they're still there. Fine, I say, swinging my feet out of bed. Time for a morning cocktail then. 
Wait, says Gabriel. I stop. Rule two. No one tells me what to do, and no one offers any opinions on my drinking habits. I wasn't going to. Gabriel sniffs. But you needn't harp on. I haven't moved in, if that's what you're worried about. I'm here about the ring. Oh, I say. Decided to finally give them to me, have you? No, but we wanted to thank you. He says primly. My people are very grateful that you alerted us to them. You got a lot more northern, Bernard. Well, I was doing him as a sort of Morrissey, wasn't I? Oh, it's just more like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, honk a bit more. It's right. more goose and less Yorkshire. Just less Sean Bean. All right. My people are very grateful you alerted us to them. So you're keeping them, I ask. I don't really care either way. What am I going to do with them? I'm not particularly interested in finding out why they're of such interest to the angel community. Yes, I, I may have misled you at the airport, and I'm sorry about that. But it was very important that they didn't stay in mortal hands. Gabriel says, with the good grace to be a bit sheepish. We've put them somewhere very safe, then in a Swiss bank vault. Oh, good! They'll be fine there, I say sarcastically and start looking for my slippers. Blimey! Exclaims Derek wolfishly, staring at my nightie. I look down. Ooh, I'm wearing the sexy one. The others were in the wash. Still cracking, he says appreciatively, and I scowl in response, covering as many bits as possible with my hands. This isn't something I'll be telling Bernard about. Oh, sorry, Bernard. Hey, well, we'll just... It's all right, we'll just add it to the litany of things we will be telling <laughs> Bernard about. You don't mind, do no, you? No, it's all in the past. If you minded, I think... Well, you'd have had a stroke by now, wouldn't you? you probably, yes. Day one, and I already have secrets from my husband. The beginning of the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, clearly not, though, is it? Anyway, I pull my dressing gown on, which is decidedly less exciting due to a range of stains, and open the bedroom door. Where are you going? Demands Gabriel. I haven't finished speaking. Cocktail, I growl, and then change my mind and head to the kitchen instead. Lovely kettle, I coo, flicking the switch and stroking its sides. Lovely, lovely kettle. I wonder if I'll go mad now. I suspect madness is never pleasant. I bet it's horrible rather than a good excuse to wear strange things on your head and ignore the rules of social etiquette. Gabriel glides through the door and stands in the middle of the kitchen, arms folded. As I was saying... He continues peevishly. We're very grateful, so thanks. You're welcome, I say, as with exaggerated care I go through the steps of the ancient English tea ritual, which consists of make it, drink it. Derek apparates by the fridge. He doesn't look quite so depressed as yesterday evening. Maybe he's looking forward to spending the rest of my life and beyond with me. The creep. And we'd like to show our appreciation. Gabriel concludes. I turn round from my intense tea preparation and look at him. Show your appreciation, I repeat. We're giving you both gifts. Gabriel smiles beatifically. You know, I can I can write this. I don't know what it said. Beatifically. But beatifically. Beatifically. That's, that's definitely not right. But uh, let's No, let's no, it's not supposed to be beautifully. It's no, I know. like beatifically. Be, be beatifically. Beef. Beef. No. Beef minestrone. Yes, you're not helping, Bernard. <laughs> Don't start getting sassy. It's the last episode. I thought I'd have a little bit Doesn't of fun. Doesn't suit you, dear. Doesn't suit you. All right. Anyway, Gabriel smiles in that way which indicates... What does it even mean? I'm no, not I even sure what well, it means. Well, you wrote it, my dear. I think I was just trying to impress people. Well, a bit late by now, isn't it? Page 191, trying to impress people. Well, it's very impressive. Anyway, uh, Gabriel says... Uh, isn't that nice? Don't worry. We guessed what you'd like. So... Derek here has been awarded sufficient points to achieve the role of senior security analyst on the other side. 
Gabriel smiles at Derek like a conservative politician, in that it has absolutely no warmth or humanity to it, but he clearly thinks that's what's called for in order to appeal to the disgusting proles. Derek looks suspiciously unsurprised by the achievement of what I presume is one of his dearest dreams. He walks over to Gabriel and they shake hands and beam at each other stiffly. I feel like I should be taking photos of them for the local paper. Thank you, Gabriel. I look forward to fulfilling this exciting and challenging role. Derek says like a bad actor. His odd manner is stopping me from completely absorbing what I'm hearing. Wasn't that your title when you were alive, I ask, voice wobbling. Uh, wobbling. Where in your works? Why did I put Why voice wobbling? Why did you put voice wobbling? Nothing emotional going on here. Wasn't that your title when you were alive? What's a strange much, bit of it? direction that is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've stood on one of those uh, exercise machines that just vibrates yes, you. you. Well, those things that go around your waist. Oh, yes. Yeah, the from 50s, the 1950s, things. yes. Mm. Anyway, I'm not going to wobble. No, don't do that. Wasn't that your title when you were alive, when you worked for Thingy Security Firm? Derek turns to me. Yes, it was. Derek says smoothly. And I'm looking forward to bringing my lifetime know-how to a position in which I can thrive while striving for innovative and fresh solutions tailored to the other side's sector. Ugh, bloody hell, can the afterlife sound any grimmer? You know what this means, though. He'll be leaving this plane. He's not staying here with me. I stop making tea, it finally sinks in, and I almost start blubbing, I'm so bloody relieved. Congratulations, Derek, I beam, a little stunned. I'm really happy for you, and me, mainly for me. But is it too good to be true? You've taken this very calmly, Derek, you are pleased about this, aren't you? I don't know why I'm potentially complicating things. If Derek has a good job on the other side, then he's not here with me. But his cool acceptance is bothering me. I hope he's not being coerced into something he doesn't want to do. He wasn't that calm when I told him this morning. Drawls Gabriel. I'm amazed it didn't wake you up. He was screaming the house down. Ah, now, that makes sense. He's had time to compose himself. It's over, Magenta. Derek says, coming over to me. I look searchingly into Derek's milky eyes. Oh, he hasn't got cataracts or anything. He's just very pale right now. I've got a good job to go to. Everything's going to be okay. Is it really that simple? Derek chuckles ruefully. I'd hardly call any of this simple. He says, and I smile back, tears wobbling my vision. True, I choke out. Derek goes to wipe my eyes tenderly before remembering he can't, and then he dramatically cocks an eyebrow. Here we go. It is time, Magenta. He stage whispers, a side of ham in his voice. It is time. He takes a step backwards, away from me. He almost backs into Gabriel, actually, who has to do a little hop and a skip to the side to avoid him. I don't say anything, as I don't want to ruin this moment for Derek. He's probably been practicing in his head all morning. Derek puts a hand to his forehead and salutes the silly Burke. Goodbye, my darling. He declares with a grin, winking at me rakishly. And God bless. And with that, Derek pops out of existence. On this plane, anyway. He's not even religious. Why'd he sign off with that? I would have plumped for up your bum or something to undercut the embarrassing intensity of goodbyes. But that's just me. Derek loves the drama. I don't. I feel a little sad, though. I also feel outrageously happy and relieved, but there's definitely a bit of a sadness in there as well. Now it's just me and Gabriel. And Dave, of course. 
but he's quietly chewing some rawhide under the table, so I doubt he'll add much to proceedings. I return to making tea. Gabriel stays mercifully quiet. I turn back to him when my brew is ready, sipping it and swallowing heavily. It tastes a bit salty. Do you get why? It's because I'm I'm you, a little you, weepy. You've been weeping. I haven't yes. put salt in my tea. Yes, yeah. okay. although that, that that can happen. Oh, sometimes yes. you, sometimes I mean, you put salt like, and sugar next to each like other on sugar. the counter. It's yes. very easily done. Thank you, Gabriel, I say the words catching. I take another sip, blinking rapidly. I hope you can't see how grateful I am. I can't help but think that gratitude would put me at a disadvantage. Don't trust the bugger at all. The gifts weren't my decision, actually, but I'll pass on your thanks. Gabriel says, studying fingernail. He looks up at me. Don't you want to know what your gift is? He adds. Oh, Go on, then, I say, unaccountably nervous. Gabriel smiles coldly. But where's the fun in just telling you? He says. I'll let you figure it out for yourself. Ooh, little bugger. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And with that hanging in the air like a threat, the angel disappears with as little fanfare as Derek. Just me and Dave now, and some kind of gift. Maybe it's hidden in the room. Or maybe I'll get it later. I shudder. I put my mug on the counter, Best Wife 2014, and crouch down on my haunches. Dave, I call, and he trots out from under the table, tail wagging. I smile at his silly little face, grateful for the normality he represents. Let's get you your dinner. About time too, says Dave crisply, and grins up at me, cocking a furry eyebrow rakishly. I'm absolutely starving, old bean. The end! Well, what do you make of that? Dave talks now. Dave, I hope everyone remembers Dave's a dog. Yes, because otherwise the impact of that ending is yes. Dave is our ruined. dog, and, and and you can you can hear what Dave says now. That has been a slightly strange experience living with this in our house, hasn't it? What talking Ta- Dave. talking to talking you being able to talk to Dave? We have sat on that crucial bit of information for the entirety of the book. Oh yes, but that's a whole other podcast, Bernard. We yes. can't talk about that now. There is an epilogue, by the way. Shall we do the epilogue? Oh yes, let's do the epilogue. This oh. is the longest episode we've done, I think. Is it? How long is it? Oh, I don't know. Lost lost count. But, oh God! Uh, well, it's just, just get... better to just plow through. I isn't think it? at this stage we better just get. We can't. It's like any... seeing the seeing the end of the race in the distance. You're not going to stop and have a cup of tea, are you? No, it would gonna... be silly to do a podcast episode that was just the epilogue. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't make any sense no, at all. No, we can't do that. No, absolutely. Right, here we go. Epilogue. Fazir's quaking lackey opened up the wooden crate with one hefty thrust of a crowbar, exposing a bed of tightly packed hay. He plunged his hands in and began digging, but Fazir waved him away with a meaty hand. I'll do it. Oh, uh, little note, bit late for a note. But apparently, one of our listeners reminded us that Fazir was supposed to be posh now. Oh, yes, I, I was doing him posh, and then I changed him to scouser for some reason. Yeah, well, he went scouse, posh, scouse. Oh, oh, so uh, stick right. with posh. Shall I do the posh one? Yes. Right. I'll do it. Fazir grunted, stepping up to the waist-high crate. You can do this guy as well. All right, I'll do him posh too. I would strongly urge... Oh, no, that's confusing. I'll do him a scouse, shall I? 
Well, you could do. I'll do. I'll do the sky is scouse. You could do a different kind of posh. How about? Oh, I've got an idea. All right. How about a posh from an old film? Or that strange London accent that you get in the Ealing comedies. The, the, oh, all right, I'll, I'll do that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I think I do. That, that sort right. of Kate Bush accent. All right. Kate Bush? Yeah, she She's talks like that. She comedies. talks like that as well, though. She has exactly the same voice. All right. Uh, if you say let's, so. do, let's go from Fizzier so that we can okay. get into the swing of it. I'll do it. Fizzier grunted, stepping up to the waist high crate. I would strongly urge you to wear protective gloves, Mr. Fazir. <laughs> That's Kate Bush's. The wizened Mr. Blenheim advised from the shadows, his voice trembling. Fazir stopped and stared at the shrunken little man, heavy black brows beetling. Oh, perhaps you think I will damage your precious object, eh? Fazir spat, gimlet eyes aglow. Mr. Blenheim's sunken orbs widened in alarm. No, 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 not at all. I meant no disrespect. It is for your protection, not the object's. He stuttered, but Fazir continued to stare him out, a glaze of lunacy smudging the focus of his eyes. Fazir's men looked at each other, concern writ large on their faces. The boss hadn't been the same since the happening at the airport the year before, not to mention his subsequent incarceration. It had taken Richard Brenson months to convince the authorities to release Fazir, and his name now topped various lists as a potential threat. Fazir's detainment had been an exercise of supreme frustration for the authorities. It had been completely incoherent at first, raving like a right loony, before finally lapsing into a catatonic silence that lasted for weeks. And when he returned from this state, he gave them nothing. Nor could they find out the identities of the fake security guard and air hostess from CCTV footage. The film had been corrupted. A ghostly glow emanated from the figures that obscured their faces and figures. It had made it impossible to even ascertain what gender they were. Eyewitnesses only attested to how sexy they were, which was no help at all. For a time, MI5 suspected that their enemies had invented a devastating new device that could scramble CCTV footage but they could find no whispers of such a thing through their normal sources. With nothing to hold him, and almost 11 months to the day that Fazir had been taken into custody under the terrorist act, he was released. And he was immensely pissed off and confused. He still didn't know what the hell had happened at the airport, but he had suspicions. Over time, he had come to the conclusion that it was the angel Gabriel that was to blame. So ironically, he embarked on a religious war, a jihad against the angels, Fazir dug deep into the crate until his fingers connected with metal. Smiling with satisfaction, he grasped the hilt and pulled the sword out in one smooth move, holding it aloft to be admired. It was a big manly sword for a Game of Thrones. Mr. Blenheim. Fazir husked, out of breath from his exertions. Out of breath. He'd put on a bit of weight in prison, comfort-eating, you know. I need you to do me a little favour. Have you got a phone on you? Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course, said the nervous little man, taking out his mobile. I need you to call an old friend of mine and invite her to the Sorbonne. Her name is Magenta. <gasps> that is the end of the book, isn't it, it my is, dear? that's the end of the book, and um, I'm, I know it ends on a cliffhanger, and that's because there is a second book. There is. There is. But um, uh, we're only going to do it if anyone gives a shit. So uh, give a, ring, it, ring in, 
Ring in. Ring in. They can't ring in. Number. I, I sincerely hope number. you don't ring in. <laughs> no, don't, don't do don't, that. Don't do that. Um, uh, so, uh, email at the aforementioned email. Which is madammagentauk at gmail.com. Is it Gmail? It's not info. No, it's gmail.com. And, uh, you know, you can also ask fortune-telling questions, because in the meantime, in between books one and two, I could also give you fortune-telling advice. Yes, we could do. That's another thing I can do. Um, so uh, you could also uh, con- connect with me on Twitter, at Madame Magenta UK. Correct, yes. Is there any other way? No, that's it, isn't no, it? No, that's it. So, yes, um, uh, this doesn't have to be the end, my friends, so let us know. Yes, so it's goodbye from me... Yes, goodbye from Bernard. Goodbye. Oh, and me. Yes, me as well, obviously. And Dave. Dave says goodbye. Goodbye. That was me doing an impression of Dave. Yes, Dave's not here right now. No. Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman, with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafarge. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. The world has still ended. Darcy was a cafeteria worker. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? What minotaur? Just an ordinary, everyday human, probably. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you eat a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. Egerton was a PR flack for the imperial government. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. He's a flightless fairy with a sweet tooth. There were some zombies, but Blatt blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead. And we're skipping ahead. Blatt used to be a filing clerk. I'll pneumatic tube it up, sir. Now he's discovering the secrets of his half-demon heritage, like his ability to summon a soul-bound weapon. Oh, you're here to destroy a time, eh? Well, eat bazooka! (laughs) Three normal dweebs, rescued from the end of the world and sent on a last-ditch quest to save all of reality. There is a way to stop the shattering, but we need you three. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Find it in your favorite podcast app or visit otherbothers.com. There's no evil, so you're welcome. Flawless logic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.